Hey, this is Randall. And this is John. From the Don't Wake the Kids podcast. You're listening to our favorite podcast, Weird. Weird. I hope you're ready for some funny. Ace Podcast. Weird. Just over here checking out Facebook. Don't mind me. Looking at the Facebook, are you? Look at the Facebook. Oh, it's you and I both updated our uh, our our profile pics this well, week. You know, just the legions of fans, legions of <laughs> yeah, fans. I they don't just, have that. They just want to see more of our ugly faces. I suppose. Anyway, my name's Aaron, and my name's Craig, and we are weird. No, well, the show is weird. Welcome to Weird. We're odd at best. The show that brings you the best. In weird news coverage. So I brought that up last show, and now you're going to keep doing You know what I didn't complain about last show? What? what? I can't hear out of my left ear still. Still? No. Nope. Good grief. It's been like eight episodes. It's been four or five. Well, this is episode 146, man. Yeah. We are cooking. So you're saying you don't care if I can't hear out of my ear. How's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> you got a little... Well, it's really trippy, too, because who needs drugs when you can just blow out one of your ears? Cause I, like, no, things, don't. I hear sounds. Neither. I hear sounds, and they're coming from weird directions, but they're, it's because my ear can't hear it. Yeah. So yeah. I think something's over to my right. It's not. It's over my left. Yeah, or over. You're wrong because two rights what? don't. Two rights don't make a wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right, but three lefts do. That's true, that's and that's true. amazing. What you just said. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got tonight's top to the story. Bank. Sure. Top story. Burger King uses the Whopper to teach a valuable lesson on net. Tr- <laughs> it's already getting to me. I can't even discuss this topic. Yes. You ready? Yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah, yeah. You ready? I'm, I'm Burger been. King uses the Whopper, as I mentioned before, to teach a valuable lesson on net neutrality. I had a Whopper last week. You mentioned that last yeah. show. Ooh. Uh, what? What? No, that's yeah. what it says. Yeah, what? what? A new Burger King ad that uses its signature burger to raise awareness on the ne- on the issue of net neutrality. Who? Burger King? David Miami. Yeah. We have a guy named somebody Hawaii last show. There's people <laughs> with these names. Why we care? Back in December, the FCC repealed the open internet rules put in place uh, by the Obama administration. And since then, the debate over net neutrality has raged back and forth between those who want to see the internet remain open and those who want to see uh, increased regulation. Earlier this week, AT&T weighed in calling for a new internet bill of rights, which included net neutrality. Now, another less expected brand has taken its own stand on the issue. Metaphor is often an effective way to teach and learn a lesson. And here, that means the Whopper stands in for internet access, uh, internet access speeds, uh, to raise awareness of what repealing net neutrality could mean for everyday people. Uh, If they get this uh, heated over lunch, imagine how mad they'll be if it's over, if it's Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and extra trolling points to the king for his nod to FCC chairman Ajit Pai's, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. I think he did well. Ajit Pai, I don't even know the guy's name. Ridiculously gargantuan Reese's uh, (laughs) coffee mug. And I include the photographs there. It's nice. Yeah, he, he does have a big Reese's uh, mug, and then the king has one at the end of this commercial. So... Well, let's listen to it. Let's listen oh, okay, to it, and okay. then we'll discuss. Okay. Now, the first has some words about net neutrality. It was. With net neutrality, you know, some people, for what it's worth, just, you know? <laughs> I don't know exactly, <laughs> like but it is. They're talking about people not knowing what it really means. Yeah. Got a number one. 
Hey, how you doing? Do you know what num number 98, what's going on Number 98, uh, you got the Whopper? Yeah. So you got the slow access Whopper pass? Oh, I'm really... What's all this commercial? It's on, the, it's on the menu right there with the fast, medium, and slow. You can order... Slow this is MBPS, all absurd, by the way. fast MBPS, or hyper fast MBPS. MBPS, of course, standing for making burgers per second. Whopper now, we have to pay $26. So well, they want the Whopper quickly. That's the highest priority. This is all this ridiculous. Is like a lane. It's, 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 it's awesome. Like 15, yeah, fast lane, slow No, I mean that mentality like is ridiculous. Yeah. What are you talking about? Burger King Corporation believes that they can sell more and make more money selling like chicken sandwiches and chicken fries, and now they're <laughs> slowing down the access to the Whopper. Yeah. Were you given an option of chicken sandwich or? Yeah, yeah I don't want a chicken sandwich, Robert. I want a Whopper. Do you have any Whoppers? What's a Whopper, man? Yeah. The sandwich is ready. I'm just not allowed to actually get it to you. You can't give me the sandwich. It's ready, but you can't give it to me? Whopper neutrality was repealed. They voted on it. Whopper what? That's the Unfortunately, I have no other choice. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> How much of this is set up? None. Now, yeah, you can tell. Are you kidding me? You paid $26 for a Whopper? <laughs> he got he his order for her. Now he's a higher priority, so... If, oh, guys, like, I got a burger, man. If you'd like... If this you'd is a bad dream right now. I just want to... Burger, brother. A burger. <laughs> <laughs> a burger. I feel like a burger, things. brother. Crazy. So here's what I'll do. A lot of bleeps going you on. Have the bag. Look, he's holding I the can burger out. Put it out. in the bag in 42 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they oh, tried oh, to grab no, 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 it. Hold on, 10, 10 seconds. Burger King beats KFC for the market. I'm man. telling you. You yeah. just enforce these ridiculous rules. And I love or the Burger King, the big head king. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was being We've taken advantage this. of in a sense. Just as a customer coming in to get their food, it felt like a power move. They already changed the policies overnight or whatever. Um, I didn't think that a Whopper, ordering a Whopper would really open my eyes up to net neutrality. The Whopper actually told me about net neutrality. It's stupid, but true. So, how do you feel now, Craig, I don't. about net neutrality? It's dumb. It really is, because look at the internet. The look, internet, the, we, we never had net neutrality up we, until Obama. The gut, And exactly. everything went fine. Yep. And now everybody's losing their minds, because now I did, t for a minute, for about a hot minute there, I was like, not real sure. And the reason... Everybody was. Everybody was no, confused. I'm, I'm saying, I wasn't confused, I just, about, I was on the fence, because... As much as I know it's ridiculous, I also don't trust the big companies to do what they're supposed to do either. So with all the focus on net neutrality. Well, since then, I mean, if you look at it like that, they were all for net neutrality. Well, they my, wanted my it. My point was that with all the focus on, they're going to screw us over, they're going to do this and that, blah, 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 we can't trust them, they're going to make all these swim lanes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I was thinking, these guys are sitting back going, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, it's stupid because we never had it from the beginning. We never had anything. It was, it was a free market. Yeah, and, and look how look how much it has blossomed. It yeah. started out as email, and, and now it affects everything in well, our lives. Now I um, I'm yet to get a not notice from my internet provider telling me that I'm going to be paying more if I want. Yeah, good. If service. you want to download Weird when it's released, yeah, I'm not getting that. Yeah, because you know why I never got it before. Right. It's and we don't need silliness. it. But it's a funny commercial. They're funny. Yeah, it is funny. Let's move on. You, you're familiar with Grumpy Cat, right? <laughs> Grumpy Cat. Yeah. I love Tartar Sauce, the Grumpy Cat. Anyway, Grumpy Cat. Tartar Sauce is Grumpy Cat. Right. Grumpy Cat's rich. Grumpy Cat was already rich. Well, Grumpy Cat's richer. <laughs> Head, grumpy, headline. Wait, did you say Grumpy Cat is Richard? No, not Richard. It's Tartar. Tartar Sauce. Oh, Tartar. Headline, Richard Tartar? No. Headline is Grumpy Cat wins a 710 
$1,000 payout in a copyright lawsuit. <laughs> Grumpy cat. So I'm not going to read Owners. the story. We're going to talk about this. I'm not going to read it. We know the story because we did our research. So what happened was Grumpy Cat's owners licensed Grumpy Cat's image, which they had every right to do because it's His their likeness, cat. As we His say likeness, as to a coffee company who made uh, iced coffee. Grumpachinos. Grumpachinos, iced coffee. So the iced coffee sold so well that this company decided, hey, we're going to put it on T-shirts. We're going to put it on coffee yeah, mugs. They, they stepped over the line. Stepped over the line. Grumpy Cat's owner said, wait a minute now. That's not in our contract. You know, you didn't need to do that. We had a iced coffee contract only. And they the, could only use for Grumpachino. They could not it. use it for anything else. Exactly. And the coffee chain said, yeah, so sue us. And so. <laughs> Grumpy Cat. The owners of Grumpy Cat sued them. Grumpy Cat the cat. Uh, his real name is Tartar Sauce, but he the cat went viral somewhere around 2012 because they put these photographs out, you know, on the internet, yeah. and everybody fell in love with Grumpy Cat, and it became this huge kind of what just just a pop a, culture phenomenon. Yeah, that's it. That's the yeah. words I was looking for. And now you I see memes, right memes with all kind of stuff everywhere. Everywhere. I, actually, to be honest with you, until the story, I'd completely forgotten about. Don't forget Grumpy, Tartar Grumpy. Sauce, man. I don't want to eat. Captain D's. I don't ever forget the tartar sauce or catfish or whatever. So hey, that, can we just move on? Because this is a better story. You think it's better than Grumpy Cat being rich? You like a conspiracy, don't you? Oh, I do. A, oh, the, I've been waiting on this one, by the way. This just in? Yeah. A wildly popular conspiracy theory about why there are so many mattress firm stores is starting to sound less crazy. Yes. If you've ever wondered, which you probably haven't, why there seems to be a mattress firm on every corner in your city. Do we have any? Do we have any? We're, There's 10 within 25 miles of us wow. right now. 10 stores. Wow. Uh, on every corner, you're not alone in wondering that, but one explanation for this phenomenon is more extreme than you might expect. On Tuesday, a comment on Reddit claiming... I love Reddit. Oh, that's my favorite uh, site. Claiming that Mattress Firm, the largest specialty mattress retailer in the U.S., is a money laundering operation went viral, but it's since been deleted. Aha, uh -huh, mysteriously vanished, did it? Yep. Mattress Firm, this is what it said on Reddit. Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme, a Reddit user wrote. Adding, <laughs> Let me stop you because this is why I love Reddit so much. Yeah. People are so, I never would have thought about Mattress Firm, ever. No. <laughs> but what would you like more, 4chan or Oh, Reddit? both, both. <laughs> <laughs> the quote goes on to say, I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once, and there is no way there is such demand for mattresses. This caused an outcry on the Reddit thread. Yeah. Mattress Firm, which acquired Sleepies in 2015, now has over 3,500 stores, sometimes in high concentrations. But Reddit users argue that there are too many, especially given uh, that it stocks a product that people typically buy every seven to ten years. And not even, we don't even buy them that often. Yeah, you're filthy. No, we have to, we no, wait. I haven't, I haven't bought one in a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, you know why? Why? Because I could lay down in the driveway and go to sleep. I just don't <laughs> care. It's a popular conspiracy theory on Reddit. Multiple stores equal more places to shuffle money between and more sources for fake money to appear to come from, another user wrote. The South African retailer Steinhoff bought Mattress Firm for $3.8 billion in 2016. That's an outrageous amount of money. That's a lot of money. But mattresses are expensive. At the time, analysts were skeptical about why Steinhoff had forked over so much for a business increasingly threatened by new startups, such as Casper. Those are the, they roll them right up to your yep. front door. Come in a box. To, uh, toward the end of last year, Steinhoff's stock price tanked by as much as 62% in one day, wiping out $15 billion of its market value, Reuters reported. The company postponed publishing its full-year accounts 
citing accounting irregularities. Yeah, we're losing money. <laughs> and its top two executives and chairman have resigned. That so, is weird. I would never stop. I wouldn't think about it. I, a lot of those places, I kind of in the back of my mind when I when I see a lot, whether it's a local uh, furniture retailer or yeah. or mattress or whatever. I go by these places. Like we've we've got a little mattress place in our town, and I go by and I'm like. Who shops there? Exactly. That's the point. So, and, I, and, and quite honestly, you know, Amazon's got this bestseller mattress that's that competes with Casper and some yeah, of those other ones. And yeah. I've got two I people, box a lot of them. I'll uh, tell you. Two people that I know uh, that I work with love them. Yeah. And they're like a fraction. They're like 200, 300 bucks. Yeah. And they, they're they like guaranteed for a while. But anyway. For a while. You for know me. Hour. You know me. I, I love a good conspiracy theory. It just it works the brain. It makes you think of, of different things. That's so fun. So when I read this story, I did I did a little research. And there's a fella on YouTube that goes by the name of Mr. Davis. And he had this to say about the Mattress Firm conspiracy. Before we begin and before you click off, I want to assure you that I think there is something worth talking about here. I heard about this mattress firm debacle when I went on the Moments tab of Twitter. People were sharing tweets about some conspiracy theory that mattress firm isn't actually a mattress store, but rather an elaborate money laundering operation. There were a few solid pieces of evidence pointing to this being true, and we're going to unpack them little by little. It began with a Reddit thread on Ask Reddit one of the site's most popular subs with over 18.5 million subscribers. Is this guy going the to sleep? user there posed a simple question. What conspiracy theory do you 100% buy into and why? Soon, the top comment on that thread with over 20,000 upvotes was someone claiming 20, that Mattress 000. Firm was part of a money laundering scheme. I can't get one person the to The poster goes on to explain how where they're at, they remembered seeing four of these stores all in the same four-way intersection. the music in the background. Yeah. There's no way there's such a demand for mattresses, they said. And I believe they're right. He then shared a Google link that shows four mattress firm stores all within very close proximity of each other. Now, this could just be a funny coincidence, right? Well, let me ask you something. If you've ever driven by a mattress firm and taken a quick glance inside, do you remember seeing anyone in there? Nope. I used to live in the third largest city in North Carolina with a population of 287,000 as of 2016, and I passed one nearly every day heading into work. To be honest, I don't remember seeing anyone walking around the store, no one outside for a smoke. It was a ghost town. After reading all of this, I was getting a little spooked out myself. I was sure the overflow of mattress firm stores was something relegated to the big cities. Kind of scared of mattresses. To be sure, the town I'm living in now, with around 5,000 people, aren't the head of another sort of HQ, right? Well, I did a Google Maps search as well, setting my home as the starting point. This is what I did Guys, today. there are 15 different mattress firm stores within a 15 to 30 minute drive. This, of teams. course, spans farther than just my little town, but still. Now, let's backtrack a little to the comment that sparked this whole debate. Well, it was deleted. Now, I'm not going to say that mattress firm caught wind of this and forced the poster to do so. That's silly. However, it is strange. Or is it? Then again, he could have deleted it because of the insane amount of coverage it received. 26,500 upvotes is no joke. 26. I count seven around us. Since that comment was I removed, however, we'll cover another one that made miles. a very interesting point. Seven, still. The company Look that where owns we are. mattress yeah. firm, Steinhoff, was recently involved in accounting fraud. Listen to this. 
So to wrap this all up, I'm not going to force you into any conclusion about the company and their tactics or behaviors. <laughs> Maybe they all have these stores Boy. because they're looking to monopolize the mattress industry. Yeah, aren't Maybe we all? Maybe it's all ridiculous. So Again, with your instantly stopping sound. Well, he went on with some, with some ads or something. But anyway, the point is, why it, are there so many mattress what's firms? What's great about a conspiracy theory yeah. is that at first, it seems this was dumb. What's this about? And then after we talk about it and after we hear that guy, your brain starts going, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's kind of like, you know, landing on the moon, and but filming it in advance, which I heard actually they, happened. I heard they actually filmed it in a mattress farm. Oh, I didn't know That's about that. That's how they do the wait list thing. He, he was bouncing on mattresses. <laughs> hey, can we get to the next one? <laughs> yes, of course we can. Cheers. Headline is. If you read it. Dog shoots owner to death in a freak hunting accident. Now, we've had dogs shooting owners before, stepping on the the gun that's laying on the ground or something. But this I, one killed his owner. Yeah, weird that sounds when you shoot something to death. Shoot it to it's death. It's like you're sending it somewhere. Well, like, you I'm shoot. shooting it to over there. I'm shooting it to over here. I'm shooting it to death. And you know where this happened? There is a rabbit with a pin oh, no. kick on his head. Probably, you, probably no vodka. You, do you think you could shoot it to death? Probably no vodka involved at all. Get the emotions, A Russian hunter was shot dead by his own dog. When Why the, are you so excited? This is sad. I, I'm not excited. When, it, when the excited pooch hopped up on his lap and tapped his shotgun, which discharged into his gut. Oh. Shot him into belly. That wasn't an instant Ooh. death, probably. The freak accident struck Sergei Turkov, age 64, and his brother. They were hunting rabbits. They're hunting wabbits. Hunting wabbits. Man, somebody's dead. You don't need to be playing around like that. Uh-huh. In the remote Stratov region, according to reports Monday, uh, his double-barreled shotgun was resting on his knee when his Estonian hound bounded towards him and bumped the weapon with its paw, causing it to go off, according to the local news site. The hey, weapon... Hey, Sergi, you're not going to bring the, the, you're not going to bring the excited pooch with you today, are you? I, you know, my dog. I, I, that's why I can't carry a gun around Lily. <laughs> Investigator Alexander Gullen said this. Uh, the weapon rested on his knee, but with the butt facing down and the barrel pointed towards his stomach. The investigator committee later told Newsweek that Turkov was holding a Soviet Taz 3, which discharged after the pooch darted from a car and hopped up on him. The dog was just so happy does to the, see his does owner. Does the gun not have a safety? No, it's a shotgun. No, no safeties. Turkov's brother. I can't recall. I don't think soft shotguns do have safeties, do they? No, they don't. Well, you just seem like an authority on this, don't Well, you? I know. I know we've got guns. We're gun owners. We yeah. live in Tennessee, you know. Anyway, Turkoff's brother called an ambulance, but uh, Turkoff died on the way to the That's hospital. Horrible. It is terrible. Does the dog feel bad at all? No, the dog doesn't. He's still happy to see the brother now, which is where the where the dog lives. That's horrible. What a sad story, Craig. But it's weird. It so, is weird. So we we've had it. a lot. We've had a lot of animals that have actually yeah. You talk about weird. Hey, check it out. This just came in. This is weird. You can own the world's largest chest of drawers. We call them Chester drawers. Chester. Chester drawers. <laughs> you know Chester When you're drawers? in the South, you call yeah. them Chester drawers. I did call them well, that growing well, up. Well, I think that's what I thought they were until I was an adult. Yeah. But they're chest of drawers. Yes, chest of drawers. Six foot tall, dirty socks included. How would you like? I'd just like to have a six foot tall sock. That'd be kind of cool to have. That's weird. <laughs> that's why we're covering Oh, yeah, it. right. One of North Carolina's oddest roadside attractions is on the market in High Point, the world's largest freestanding chest of drawers. Chester drawers. Chester. Um, it's three and a half stories high. Once known as the Bureau of in, of Information, it's the Bureau. Have you checked the Bureau? Uh, the thirty-two foot tall remake of a nineteenth century dresser was built as a tribute to High Point's furniture and hosiery industries. 
It's actually a well-disguised office building, and you can own it for $235,000. You know, it's like that uh, longer burger building that looks like a basket. I don't know. This building looks like Chester Drawers. It's Uh, three stores. Chester Drawers. Chester Drawers. Chester, Mr. Chester Drawers. Mr. Drawers, yeah. The broker, Carol Milligan, also owns the building with her husband, Mark. The price includes office space behind the drawers and two additional lots. (laughs) What if you had to enter by climbing a ladder and going in one of the drawers? You had to open up each of the drawers just enough to make a ladder. (laughs) Own the world's largest chest of drawers, says Milligan's ad. Milligan's ad. On AllenTate.com, a high point city icon. Great investment opportunity. They're trying to really butter that up, aren't sure. they? Sure. They're salespeople. It has an all new metal roof and new heating and air conditioning systems. Uh, in case you were afraid things might get a bit too hot or cold in your drawers. Dun 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 dun. dun. The chest at 501 North Hamilton Street comes oh, yeah. in at number five on the listing of the 10. Of 10 of the world's biggest roadside attractions, it's also listed among the nation's best roadside by RoadsideAmerica.com. Roadside America is cool. I've got like a, a book somewhere, unless we get rid yeah. of it. And uh, we need to go see the big yaw, big ball of yarn. <laughs> yeah, the world's largest ball of twine. I started to say y'all of barn. <laughs> What's ball wrong of yarn. with you? I'm Dexlick. Well, we've got another uh, stupid criminal. Headline is, Stupid Mistake Foils Pizza Robbery. Foil, like when you cook it in an oven, people put no, it No, 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 not like aluminum foil, but foiled. University Place, Washington. Not all millennials are Einsteins when it comes to technology. A 20-year-old University Place man used his cell phone to place an order for pizza Friday night, gave a false name, and then robbed the delivery person after pressing a gun to her leg. As the Pierce County Sheriff's... must have been really short. <laughs> it was me. As the Pierce <laughs> oh, County... Oh, you just admitted it. The Pierce County Sheriff's Department said on a Facebook post Monday, that's not the smartest move if you've used the same phone to order pizza from the same company four days earlier and used your real name. Steve? So this idiot... Stupid. <laughs> ...orders a pizza on Monday and then comes up with this idea, I'm going to rob this place, reorders using a fake name but the same phone number on Friday... So, in addition, the alleged robber committed the crime in the parking lot of his own apartment Did you complex. Say alleged, alleged, yes. And the gun was stolen. It just keeps getting worse and worse for this guy. The alleged robber barely got a bite in before deputies tracked him down inside the apartment from the previous order. As they knocked on the door, deputies could hear loud music and several voices inside, and of course, Craig, they could smell an odor of marijuana. Of course, yes, the uh, devil's lettuce there. The sheriff's department said. As they loudly knocked and announced, police, they heard a voice inside say, don't answer. (laughs) Don't answer, man. (laughs) They heard another voice say, Dave's not here. (laughs) After several minutes of no answer, it became very quiet and the music was turned off. (laughs) Chirp, 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 chirp. (laughs) Can you imagine these cops? They're just out there shaking their head. After some of the five men and two women inside tried to escape out a back balcony. Like the cops aren't going to go around back. <laughs> they're covered in the place. Eventually, they gave up and then allowed the deputies to enter. So these kids were smoking dope and uh, listening to music and decided they wanted a pizza, but nobody had money. Right. So they just <laughs> they called with their address and a fake name and then robbed the pizza. So anyway, they found the cell phone and all kind of... Uh, all kind of stuff. The suspect told deputies, man, you I made read this. No, you got to read that paragraph about the cell phone located. Okay. The cell phone located where the suspect had been found sitting began to <laughs> ring. The sheriff's department said deputies observed a loaded Glock 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun under the couch cushion where the men were seated. The suspect was booked at Pierce County Jail. And the suspect told deputies, man, I made a stupid mistake. He also said that he messed up his life over eight bucks in pizza. 
But, Craig, the actual value of the food he ordered was eighty one twenty four. That's a lot of pizzas. He ordered a That's stack a of, of pies. And you know, don't go out the balcony. Climb up on the roof and just lay flat, yes. on, lay flat on the roof. Yeah. They don't have helicopters. I, just, I made that up. They don't have helicopters. But, but do it. Just look at helicopters. Oh, well, then don't do that. They're probably not going to call them out unless they have to. Yeah, they will. Think about it. You, you climb up on the Listen, mate. Mm-hmm. You climb up on the roof and then you lay flat yeah. with your blooming onion. Ooh. And, oh, the smell of the onion would probably bring them up there, though. And you, and your joey. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, no, he just bounced around up there. Dun, hey, dun, so, dun. is that uh, Vegemite here yet? Nope. Oh, well. Takes a while, I guess. They have to put on that whale, and he carries it over the ocean. Hey, we, we just had a stupid, stupid criminal theme song. What happened to yeah, it? Yeah, well, you lost most of it. Because we got another stupid criminal story. What happened to it? I don't know, man. It vanished when I up, you know what? updated, I updated you, the soundboard. You should take a little bit of time to put things back, including fecal supplies. I tried, by the way, on that one. I couldn't figure out how to get it from my messages where you sent it to the board now if it had been in my email i could have Do done need it to take a udemy class no i've already gotten udemy classes maybe you should get one about how to remove uh you know take files that you get in i even menus. downloaded it to, to to the it just didn't work it's your fault email it to me hey this just in swedish burglar calls police after getting stuck why didn't he call his brother or something if he from sweden ended up having to call the police for help after getting his foot wedged inside a second-floor window as he tried to break into a nightclub, the hapless burglar was apprehended by police at 10 to 4 on Monday morning, stuck oh. half inside the Villa Strumpus nightclub in the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest city of Orbro? Orbro? Hey, bro. Orbro. Hey, bro. The police and rescue services raced to the scene, and there it was apparent that he had been trying to break in. And now he has been arrested. John, John X. Solstrom, I need my Swedish friend here to read this for us. From the local police, told the local something another newspaper. <laughs> the nightclub manager told the local, that's the paper, that the thief appeared to have. Got his body, hands, and one of his legs uh, inside the top floor room before catching the remaining foot uh, in part of the window, which had been screwed tight. We can see his handprints in the room and one footprint. Uh, he said, we've still got the shoe here. It's a really funny fort the first chiffre. He wasn't much of a thief, you might say. And you might not. Chicka lick a boom boom. He, he left a shoe behind right there. Yep, there's a shoe. That's a shoe. Okay, we got an Amazon story. Woman, headline is... Amazon like... Uh, Amazon like... The jungle, yeah. The, yeah, right. Headline is, woman orders hats on Amazon, gets black market Cuban scorpion venom You've shipped instead. a few Cuban... A few, I have uh, not. A few black market Cuban scorpion venom. A Bay Area woman says she purchased felt hats from Amazon only to receive a contraband Cuban cancer drug derived from blue scorpion venom. Now, Craig, this happens when you order from Amazon only when it's fulfilled by someone else. This doesn't happen when it's fulfilled by Amazon. You can order things on Amazon that are sold by different places. They're sold through Amazon, shipped by somebody else. Exactly. Megan Day, a staff writer at uh, Jacobin Magazine based in East Bay, recounted her ordeal in a Saturday tweet. Day said she ordered some felt hats traditionally worn in Russian-style saunas called banyas from an Amazon third-party seller bingo right there named the Russian Bear. Get the moose and squirrel. The Russian Bear. Get the moose and squirrel. One month later. Wait wait a minute. Yeah. Someone sits around and says, you know, 
want to get some of those hats that are, you know, the felt ones that are traditionally worn in Russian style saunas. Oh, you're talking about banyas? Yeah, we should. I should probably get some of those. I wonder if Amazon sells those. You know, maybe a third party or something. Yeah, they sell everything. Russian bear. Go see my. Go to see my friend Russian bear. He's got it all. One month later, she received a package postmarked from the Ukraine and plastered with more than 20 stamps that contained a vial of Viatox, a homeopathic treatment made in Cuba from the venom of the endemic blue scorpion. I just wanted to uh, to dress in style. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to try that word. She said, yeah, I wouldn't try that word. <laughs> she wrote, now I'm an illegal venom owner. Cuba State Pharmaceutical Company, LaBioFoam. LaBioFam. Manufacturer's I like your name better, LaBioFoam. Which it claims is an effective homeopathic treatment for cancer. In a 2013 profile of the Miami News, LaBioFam. Miami. <laughs> claimed it tested Viadax. Viatox, Viatox. A derivative from scorpion venom products like Escozine and Escozol on more than 10,000 patients, but there is no public compilation of the mythology or its results. So, read that one. anyway, somebody says that it cures cancer, but they don't. They can't prove it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I'm yawning over here. Hey. Yeah, yeah. This just in. What? I'm just going to take my time over here. Mm-hmm. Let you take a drink. We're in no hurry. We're, we're, it's our podcast. Hey, you know what? We can do what we want. That's right. Let's just leave. We'll go to Dairy Queen. Come oh, back. Oh, now you're talking. Hey, yeah. Disney guest disturbed by unexpectedly headless singing Ursula. <laughs> Have you seen any of the footage of this? No, well, I'm going to go look for it's it. It's hilarious. Guest at Disney California Adventure reportedly uh, reported getting an unexpected scare when Ursula the Sea Witch's head fell off and she kept singing. <laughs> Photos and videos captured at the park on Sunday and posted to social media show the villain from The Little Mermaid singing with her <laughs> yeah. head dangling over her torso. It looks hilarious. On the aerial undersea adventure ride. I did that in uh, Florida. Did you? It's so scary. One rider can be heard saying in the video, it's unclear how long the ride was operating before <laughs> Ursula was repaired. The animatronic statue was actually the second to lose its head during a weekend at Disney Park, at the Disney Park. Um, the auctioneer... At Disneyland Paris's version of the popular Pirates of the Caribbean ride was caught on camera with its head similarly, what similarly is going on? dangling. I don't know. I saw a um, story about how they made that Ursula robot thing. And yeah. It looks creepy without cool. a head. I'll tell you that. It's pretty cool. What's going on? I bet uh, Walt Disney's spinning in his grave. Yep. If he had been alive, this these things would not be happening. Maybe. Headline if he'd been alive, is. He'd been really old. Oh, we got, we got, to, we got to do this. Oh, no. Heck yeah, your favorite. Your favorite and mine. Freaking. It's a snake story. Snake. Watch out. Oh, the snake hole. Freaky snake hole. He said, Freaking. The snake hole, man. <laughs> that still cracks me up. Headline is giant pet snake named Tiny strangles owner in his own home. Pushed him on his own property, Craig, is what he did. Yep. The 31-year-old snake enthusiast was found dead. I thought you a 31-year-old snake. The <laughs> 31-year-old snake enthusiast was found dead in his home after being strangled to death by a giant python he owned since it was a baby. And investigate. You see, don't. For, why, rule, why do people want pythons? Pet rule number one, don't ever own a pet that could take you. That can no, kill you. Never. That's just dumb. Mm-mm. An investigation into the death of the man identified as Dan Branson showed the snake handler died of asphyxiation after his pet snake, which he called Tiny, wrapped itself around him, Tiny. Cu- crushing him until he stopped breathing. 
A coroner's court in the British county of Hampshire heard about how Brandon was found dead on August 25th, 2017, showing clear signs of asphyxiation. His eight-foot python, which uh, with which he said to have a special bond. Oh, he had a special bond with Absolutely. Him. They bonded tightly, so to speak. I'm surprised they didn't find him halfway in the snake's body. Was hiding nearby. So the snake was hiding. Wait, why would the snake kill him and then not eat him? I don't know. Brandon's mother explained to the court that her son had kept 10 snakes and 23 tarantulas at their family home. First of all, that's bad parenting. Yep. You, you don't allow those things into your home. Right. And had owned the African rock python that eventually killed him since it was small enough to fit in the palm of his hand. She added that Tiny had loved Brandon. Sure he yeah, has. Sure it's he a did. snake. Yep, yep. It doesn't even know what love means. Mm-mm. And had referred to her as his baby. Oh, the court concluded that the snake had most likely coiled around its owner or possibly tripped him. The snake reportedly hit itself out of shock oh, after Brandon no, died. No. <laughs> what kind I'm of sure journalism is that? Yeah. yeah. Shocked. Oh, oh, the no. snake was scared. Why did my owner not get up? While he was comfortable with Tiny, Brandon had grown more cautious as it grew to his full eight-foot length and grew in strength. His mom said that he was more wary of Tiny than other snakes. She said that he told her the snake was very strong. You know what I like to see for once? What? I'd like to see a person wrap themselves around a python and strangle them just so they'll know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, that would be, you know. You know what this means? We're going down under, mate. This just in. Stop. <laughs> yeah, but it's an Australian snake. But that's okay. You have to play the- Okay, fine. Hey. Yeah. Cause of mystery toilet flushing turns out to be snake in the wall. What if you had snakes in the wall? What if you had what snakes? snakes in a plane? You'd have to get Samuel L. Jackson. Sammy. We yeah. what we call him. Yeah. Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> An Australian snake catcher was summoned to a home where residents discovered the cause of a mysterious, flu- mysterious flushing toilet was a serpent in the wall. Now, how does a serpent in the wall flush the toilet? Well, I'll tell you. Alice Cooper lost a, one of his big boas once in a hotel, and they didn't find it for two weeks when it came up in another room's toilet. No, but they're saying it was in the wall. Yeah, it was. But that's not in the toilet. That's in the wall. Well, just keep reading. No, it a didn't video, say it was in the toilet. It said the mysterious... I know. It said was serpent in the wall. Yeah. It's the mysterious flushing toilet was a serpent in the wall. If he's in the wall, how can he flush the toilet? He's magic. Oh, it's a magic yeah. snake. Yeah, it's magic Puff the magic snake. <laughs> a video recorded by Luke Huntley of Snake Catcher Noosa shows him working to remove a brown tree snake oh, inside boy. the wall of a dune in Queensland home. Huntley said the residents of the home had been perplexed by their toilet's mysterious flushing until they discovered a snake was resting on the flush mechanism, yep. which was embedded inside the wall of their bathroom. Why would it be imbe- embedded on what, the wall? you have to punch a hole in the wall to flush the toilet? <laughs> I was called out to a home in Dunin today to relocate this grumpy brown, stri- brown stream trick. What am I saying? <laughs> I was called to a home in Dunin today to relocate this grumpy brown tree snake from inside the wall. Grumpy. Near the toilet flush button. 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 It's a button. Flush button. (laughs) Whatever. Huntley wrote, the toilet had been flushing itself randomly for days, and they opened up the wall and found a surprise waiting for them. Surprise! It was a quick catch, but it needed to be. That of putting my hand down the toilet water. I'd rather catch a snake, I think, than than the old toilet water reach. It's that time again. It's the Mark Patch Top 10. Yeah, this week's kind of an interesting one, (laughs) oddly enough. (laughs) Hey. Top 10 common words and phrases that are being lost 
to time. Yeah. In other words, we're not using them anymore. Nope. They're kind of going away. Golly gee, what could they be? If you said number 10 to, to a millennial, they're going to, who and what? You I know. know. Number 10, Mutt and Jeff. The term Mutt and Jeff refers to two people who are polar opposites, usually one tall and one short, or one heavy and one thin. Uh, uh, that could fit us. Other example, because I'm so skinny. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm so tall. Oh, right. You yeah. The tall. Fa- oh, I'm sorry. Boy, that's awkward now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Other examples are Abbott and Costello. Well, that's us again. Sure. Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. You're about to hype the Boo Boo. Hey, Boo hey, Boo. And Laurel and Hardy. The Pick term became a catchphrase for fr- two friends or coworkers who couldn't be more different from each other. Hey, look, there goes Mud and Jeff. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah, growing up, life. I heard it a lot. Number nine, Kilroy was here. Well, yeah, we heard that on the album. On Sticks. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. During every battle of World War II. Well, this was actually graffiti. This in was... the Korean War, there was always a soldier who would be the first to show up, the first to take arms, the first to he run headlong. He would just headlong. go in. Instead of taking hostages or taking prisoners, he would take all their arms. Right. Into the enemy lines. He became known as Kilroy, and a cartoon of a face peering over a fence became yep. the symbol of this super soldier. Yep. Number eight of the top ten common words and phrases that are being lost uh, to time, bedlam. The word bedlam is used to signify a situation that is completely out of control, chaotic, and possibly dangerous. It originated from Bethlehem, uh, Bethlehem Royal Hospital, one of London's most notorious insane asylums, which became known as Bedlam. Bedlam Hospital had been opened in 1247 and was built directly over a sewer that frequently Ugh, flooded. Ugh. Yeah, that is Bedlam. It is Bedlam. Number seven, New York Minute. That's still common. Do it in New York Minute. Take my Texas time doing it. Yeah, do yeah. that in New York Minute. A New York Minute is in an instant. This phrase was meant to imply a very fast lifestyle or things that happen in a flash because New York City is considered to be a fast-paced place to live. Number six of the top ten common words and phrases that are being lost in time. Lost two time. Uh, number six, blood, sweat, and tears. I got all their albums. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears refers to someone giving it their all for a particular purpose, something that requires exhausting effort it was believed that the expression was a variation of a phrase used by sir winston churchill in a speech in 1940 he was warning the people of great britain of uh, the people of great britain of the trouble that was coming in world war ii i uh well, i have nothing to offer but blood toils tears and sweat i really know how i talked yeah that's close you know there's there's a good movie coming out about uh church here. Can I ask you a question you sure sure you can um just between me and you oh they're on the next page okay what i was gonna say was the, not the next two yeah this is stupid. The other ones have been figures of speech. These are just words. Well, it's the top ten common words and phrases that, know, that are being lost were all, to time. They were all, you know, up until this point. Well, that's why they say words and phrases, correct. All right. Number five, cassette. It's not really, well, I mean, it's not really going away. The cassette is an analog man- magnetic tape recording format originally known as the Compact Audio Cassette. It was created in 1963 by Philips, a Dutch technology company. There were two different forms, blank cassettes for recording music, and the spoken word or cassettes that were pre-recorded. Well, if you want a word that's going away, it's Phillips. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but cassettes, we've had recent stories where they're making a comeback. You know, people are buying yeah, cassettes. I've got a cassette adapter up there I told you about. Well, I can convert. I, I, can concert, I can concert. I can convert all my one cassettes <laughs> to them. digital. There you go. Number four. A floppy disk. Sure. A floppy disk is a magnetic storage medium for large amounts of computer. <laughs> large amounts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can we? Re- I'm going to rewrite this on the fly. <laughs> a floppy disk is a magnetic storage medium that holds about 1.4 meg, <laughs> comparable to the flash drive we use today, except it holds gigs. Exactly. You write a disk 
uh, or read one with a floppy disk drive. They were the most common, uh, commonly used data format from the late 70s all the way to the 1990s. The small floppies are like 1.4, is that right? I don't I remember. I can't remember what the large floppies were. They were. They I were remember more, using them, but I don't remember yeah, how Commodore much 64, we had the big floppies. And it always confused me because floppy disks were hard. And no, h- hard the, disks were floppy. No, the the larger floppy disks were flexible. They yeah, were, they you were. Could fl- you could float, yeah. fold, but the small ones, the, the hard, the, yeah. they, they were plastic. They were still called hard floppy disks. Yeah, I know, that's stupid. Number three, number three of the top ten words and phrases that are being lost to time: yard goods. Don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Way back before you could walk into any department store and buy clothing off the rack, clothes needed to be made by hand. Yard goods is the term for cloth, plastic, or other materials bought by the yard. Okay. For use in clothing or home goods. Well, I know that was already gone. Fabric. Yeah. You know, I, I never heard of yard goods, but fabric. Okay. Number two. Okay. I'm sorry. I still use this I word. I use this often. word all the time. <laughs> I do too. Number two. Swell. The word swell has taken on many meanings over the years. In the 18th century, swell meant arrogant or pushy. By the early 19th century, it was commonly used as an adjective and had taken on the meaning disgu- distinguished or stylish. That's swell, I tell you. It's a swell. That's really swell. Yeah. I really like that, Ty. How's it's it going? Swell. It's swell, man. Around the 20s. That, that 18th century, they probably 19th, they weren't talking that way. It was the 20s when they started that. Around the 20s, the word swell was an adjective that meant something was that was perfect. By the 1930s, the word was being used differently. It meant anything from excellent to that's fine. As a verb, it's always meant to expand or increase in size or intensity. As a noun, it can also refer to long rolling waves uh, in the sea. These days, the word swell is rarely used except as a sarcastic comment or in an ironic sense, as in... Is the washer leaking? Oh, swell. Well, just swell. They wrote yeah, that. Yeah, oh, swell. They just made us feel like we didn't. The number one. The number one. Number uno. The number one. Number uno. Top ten common words and phrases that are being lost at time. Golly. Golly, Aaron, why would you say that? Golly, gee, Craig. The word golly has quite a history. It is one of a trio of interchangeable words, golly, gosh, and gee. Oh, by gosh, by golly, gosh, and gee. Originally recorded around 1775. Wow. wow, how about that? Golly and gosh were euphemisms, uh, substitute the word expressions, for the word God, and G was a euphemism for Jesus. You now, know, I grew up with that. My mom wouldn't let us say G. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I remember one time saying, geez, like that. And yeah. and my dad jumped all over me like, what are you... What? Yeah. And I never intended it that way my no. intent was not that but i didn't realize that that's what that was no and i saw it it was in a comic book i had somebody said gee and i was like all but, right yeah these days golly is meant to express mild surprise or wonder without swearing it was golly, a, really <laughs> there was an expression from the 40s to the late 70s its popularity grew in 1964 when jim neighbor jim neighbors who we just recently lost yes we did well we're gonna we, we know where he is now yeah as tv character gomer powell frequently used the word in everyday speech on the andy griffith show and his spinoff series gomer powell usmc these days golly is rarely used as society has lessons lessened the restrictions yeah. on swearing hey, i'll say beaver i'll leave it to beaver used to say golly dad yeah he did say golly oh, golly gee beef Wow. What a show. That's number 146 is in the books. Yeah, Wally said golly a lot. Wally golly. Golly Wally. Golly Wally. Wow. That's Wally. another one right there. Yeah. Another one for the book. Gee Wally. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of this. Well. So many snake things and things. This is 146. Four yeah. away from 150. That's right. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends, neighbors, family members. Try a Gruppetino on the way out. But don't buy the shirt.
Bulls are still going. Yeah, yeah. Take us home, Mark. 